and welcome in to the second episode of 30 Rack of Sports. I'm Greg, hanging out with Zach and Josh. Josh. What's up, Greg? What kind of beer are we drinking today? Uh, well, we went on a little journey today uh, to 13 Below Brewery. Uh, we were out about in the communities <laughs> doing some uh, MCing. What were we MCing? A dog show. People let us MC a family friendly dog show. Yeah, we. We kept we kept the filter on. I think uh, Greg was trying Greg, a little bit. Greg there. was, Greg was yeah. I was just throwing some zingers in there at the uh, the, the the little the little Yorkie dogs. Oh, the, the bumblebees, dog. man! Yeah, Bumble the bumblebees. Yeah, we had. Uh, uh, my... I just wanted to drop in a bees nuts. Bees <laughs> uh, nuts. Oh, Greg and his playful words. <laughs> uh, we had a uh, who? Who was our champ? Uh, Milo. Milo, Milo, shout out! Yeah, he was dressed as a uh, tacky, tacky tourist. tourist. Yeah, was, uh, had, this dog had even the shoes on the yeah. shoes, the fanny pack, everything. Which I heard, and I I was under the impression that they were just like baby shoes. Um, they were actually like dog shoes. Oh, shoes really? For dogs, those were dope. Uh, the world we live in, you know, nice. the world we live in. Sounds like Tip we should everything. quit podcasting and go into a dog show, dog shoe business. I, I, I guess so. Uh, I don't know. Could work. We could Seems have like risky. What are the profit margins on that, Greg? Look that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you get on that. But uh, we are drinking a West Coast IPA, an award winner uh, from Thirteen Below Brewery. So toast to Thirteen Below Brewery. Woo! East. West Coast IPA. I thought you said weast. All right, Patrick. So, uh, is it is it time for news? Yeah, it's time, time for a little bit news. of Ohio news. Uh, that's never good news. <laughs> Got a little good news, I think. All right. News. All right. So the first news of the day. Actually, some good news for once. Stadium Journey 2019 MLB Stadium Rankings has the Cleveland Indians progressive field at number one. There's just something about baseball in the Midwest, it says. That's it. That's it. That was the reasoning. I don't know. It's. I mean, I. That's my favorite stadium I've ever been to. And number two, Oracle Park in San Francisco, second best stadium I've oh, ever been man. to. Yeah, beats out. Beats stadium. out the rest of the top five. Uh, Oracle Park in San Fran, uh, Bush League Stadium in San in oh, St. Louis, uh, PNC Park in Schittsburg, and Fenway, also overrated. What? I don't know. Wrigley coming in at six. Where did uh? Where did uh? Yeah, Wrigley should did, be right American up there. Go down at the bottom like their team. Where are we at? Here. Um, oh, 21. Yeah, a little bit low That's on Great low. American. What do they have in front? They have T-Mobile. Yeah. Oh. What is that? Oh. oh. I don't. I don't know. I, oh my God! They have guaranteed rate field at Chicago. If anybody's ever been there, that is. Oh, that is one of those old school cookie cutter fields. That's an awful stadium. Well, how did they have that 19th? Oh, yeah. Guaranteed rate. Yeah. Not a great stadium. No. Been there. That's awful. Certainly not as good as uh, Great American. I mean, Great no. American's got the, great got the river view. Everything. Better. Yeah. Whoa. But it's some a little good news in Ohio, though. We'll take it. I mean, we have, we have a boat in center field. I mean, yeah. All the gimmicks you guys need, whatever gets fans there. And you have a yeah, lot of home runs try. given up <laughs> to the opposite team. Yeah. 
It's a hitter's park. It, it, that is a hitter. So that ball jumps. I don't know. I don't know what you, yeah. I could go out there and hit 20. Exactly. If we get him out there on a windy day, a few <laughs> beers in him, go Wade Boggs style. Just Babe Ruth in get it from the heel. Get a couple right field. <laughs> mm. I'm 20, no problem. You know it. Zach Adam Dunn. Ooh, the donkey. Dunner. Dunner. The donor. We'll take it, though. As an Indians fan, we'll take we'll take the W anyway we can get it. Well, speaking of Ws, not a whole lot of them in the NFL for <laughs> Ohio sports teams. First off, we go to London. London. We, we hop across the pond. Uh, lo- London. Uh, the Bengals couldn't London. get any wins stateside so far, so they went to London. This was my call. I, call. I said they were going to win. I thought London was going to get weird. The it looks like it did for Rams. a little bit. Uh, you know, they they kind of looked more like they did week one against Seattle a little bit. Like, they kind of had it together. I mean, three fourth down conversions. Right. One, one, like a fourth and long. I mean, Dalton put a 52 times no picks. That but in itself. For those of you that did not catch the game in London, uh, the Bengals London. lost to the Rams 24 to 10. As Zach alluded to, Andy Dalton, 32 of 52 for 329 yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon, 17 rushes, 66 yards. And Adam Erickson had almost 100 yards of receiving, but you just can't... got torched by Cooper Cup, that had, who had over 200 yards of receiving, a couple touchdowns, and the Bengals fall to 0-8. You can't rush the ball for, like, what was it? Mixon averaged 3.9 yards a carry. Oh, it's can't. It, well, and what's what's bad is that that's a huge improvement. <laughs> yeah, <I> no, <know. laughs> like, that's oh my like god. Like that's we could we could sit here and be like, oh man, look at that progress. <laughs> a whole three yard average. <laughs> bad. You have Andy Dalton put a fifty two times though too. Like they didn't even yeah. try. It's just we're flying with Andy. Just to give you a, a a quick update on Joe Mixon trying to fight through that terrible offensive line. He's Back up to three yards per carry, 84 attempts for 254 yards so far this season for Joe Mixon. So, uh, speaking of stats, Josh, got a fun little stat for for you and Bengals fans about uh, everyone's favorite quarterback, Andy Dalton. Uh, Lay it on me. Andy Dalton becomes the first quarterback ever (laughs) to have seasons that start both 8-0 and 0-8. Yeah. That describes his career uh, yeah, perfectly, I, I right? That, that, that sums that up. Yeah, I, I think we could all agree on that. Show's over. All right, you guys have a great week. Um, we'll be back for next zero uh, and nine. Next, or no, no, no. I believe we're on the bye now. So. Yeah, coming back from London, you yeah. usually get the bye, so yeah. they will have a a chance not to fall to zero and nine as long as they don't lose to the bye this week. They're gonna hold off for another. That's week. a trap game. That's tra- that's a trap game. London oh was God. a trap game. That was a perfect opportunity. I don't know. I that. I, hey, no I don't turnovers. Know where you go from though. this. You definitely, Here's what I'll say. We'll get to the Browns. Can't in a go minute. any further down. No, we really don't have to. Like you I'm said not, with Joe Mixon, you can only go up maybe by two yards, but you can only go the up. The Browns are not as sloppy of a team as the or the Bengals are not as sloppy as a team as the Browns. We'll get to the Browns in a second, but no turnover. I mean, if they just, you want they're just any, not there. Any bit of hope? No turnovers. And uh, reports are coming that AJ Green may be active Week Ten. Oh man! Well, when the uh, Baltimore Ravens come to town, so there there's at least something. Won't really help the offensive line or the run game, but at least someone there to 
help hold down the fort. No, I mean, you go 500 if you went out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Moving wow, on. Wow, that's <laughs> some wild takes right there. <laughs> Ooh, muy caliente. Let him in, dream. Hot. I've got my Bengals hat, my Bengals sunglasses, my, my Bengals jersey on because I am proud. It's it, Do you know how hard it is to go 0-8? That's impressive. And uh, Buddy, I, you're... You're only halfway there. Cor- well, not. correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you get a parade if you go 0 and 16? Uh, only in Cleveland. At I least fifty percent of the time that you've gone that a team's gone 0 and 16, they've had a parade. So. so we got a pretty good chance of a nice reasonable uh, chance, nice parade this coming this coming winter. Speaking of teams that have had 0 and 16 parades in, in recent memory, so the Browns, the Browns lose to. The Patriots, who were undefeated, so I guess not exactly shocking, but they lost twenty-seven to thirteen. Um, Baker, twenty completions, not quite two hundred yards, um, a touchdown and an interception. Chubb, twenty rushes for one hundred and thirty-one yards. But the big point in the game: turnovers on three straight plays. Um, yeah, Ooh. a handoff to Chubb where he gets kicked by his own lineman and he fumbles the ball that gets returned for a touchdown um a chub run for 50 plus yards where he gets chased down fumbles the ball and basically takes points off the board for the browns as they would have been in the red zone had he just gone down without dropping the ball and then on the next play they decide to run this little jet sweep shovel pass and um it gets blown up so quickly that baker just Tosses the ball forward to uh, New England defensive lineman and sets up a score a couple plays later. So right after that, it's seventeen to nothing. Fight back to uh, make it seventeen to ten. But too many mistakes, too many penalties, too many turnovers, and um, I mean Freddie, too many losses at this point in the season for the Browns as they fall to two and five. And, and like the uh, just waste, like he just wastes those red flags. Kitchen does like my call that one. <laughs> That last one, that was obviously a pick. I mean, the, the million defender went flying. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And then he went to challenge For that, those of right you that, of that weren't watching that, um, there was a pass to Jarvis Landry on a, on a third and short. Uh, they ran a pick play where the guys cross and try to um, basically take out two defenders. They called him for pass interference. Freddie Kitchens challenged it, even though it was pretty obvious it was a pick. And... Uh, Challenges on pass interference calls are like one for a hundred this year. So not really sure why you challenge that, but that's just one blunder in an entire game of it. And there and was that Edelman play then later. That was probably a fumble that they didn't have any challenges. It. Yeah. And that's, so um, here's a hard thing. I think well, or positive, you want to look moral total yards, New England 318, Cleveland 310. It wasn't like they were marching up and down. It's just once again, Cleveland, like I said, it was, you watch the Bengals games, they just, they're just not good enough. But they're yeah. not sloppy and right. just completely, I mean, Cleveland, the talent's there. They're just one day to the next, one play to the next. They're sloppy. Drop, drop passes, drop footballs, drop coverages, dropped everything. And so far, they've dropped the ball this season. Like I said, two and five. And at this point, what did you coming, predict? coming <laughs> playoffs. No, no, no. What, what record? Ah, uh, when the, when are we? At I, what I think point, you said fourteen and at two. What point are we point, I, think, I think I think if we go back and listen to last, week's I've estimated episode, a number. I, I believe of we will hear a fourteen and two. Oh, 
Look, um, if you've caught me at any point in this season, it's gone anywhere from 14 and 2 to 2 and 14. So <laughs> it's kind of, it's like the Browns. Fair. It's one play to the it depends next. Depends on how many you've had. There's some inconsistencies there, but. Uh, well, yeah, the, the three straight fumbles were just, you sucked the energy out of that team. And when, like, and like you said, Zach, I mean, the talent's there. Definitely. So. Might lack some depth, but yeah. Fight, fight back into the game. Definitely not some, out of it. Some big plays, no. but. Yeah, uh, taking a look, the Browns have the second easiest schedule in the NFL, finishing up still with five division games. But you're looking, and you're two you're and probably going to have to go. They're two and five. seven and two right. to have a chance at the playoffs here. <laughs> so you think they that... still got the Bengals twice? They still got the Steelers twice. They got the Cardinals, the Dolphins. I mean the Broncos. So I mean chances for wins but if if you're gonna do these stupid things like turnovers they've they've had a chance to be in this game too many turnovers had a chance to be in the seattle game too many turnovers had a chance to be in the rams game stupid play calling so it's no it no missteps one time over another and you think coming out of a bye maybe better game plan i understand it was raining it's a little bit of a different situation but no cohesion when it comes to not getting penalized a million times a game, and at the end of the day, you just you can't come away from this game anything other than frustrated. You didn't expect exactly to win this game. You knew mm. you knew you were going to be against it, but but when you had the chance to win, oh, yeah, the turnovers and, and the penalties. You look at halftime; it was or uh, after the first drive of the second half, it was seventeen ten Browns and. Both of those touchdowns were either fumbles that were picked up for a touchdown or a pick that set the Patriots up at about the 10-yard line. So you looked, it could have easily been 10-3, 10-6, something at that point. Then they give up a big screen pass on third and long, and then the offense just can't get going. And I understand, you know, no offense has been able to get going against New England, but you got too much talent. You can't, you just can't keep doing this stuff. Because at this point, players are going to get frustrated, fans are going to get frustrated, and, you know, Something's going to have to happen, and you would hate to see a team with this much talent and this much hope just implode like you've seen with some other How teams. much of a leash do you think Kitchens has? Honestly. I know it sounds crazy, but right? How much? I mean, I think if it, if they're close to 500, there'll be a discussion. If they are if they finish Oh, I know, mean in season. Or, I mean, what? I know it sounds crazy. You, I don't th- first I don't of all, think it's Cleveland. Nothing is off the table here. Okay. All I right. don't think they'll fire him in season unless it's like I mean, I'm not saying they right sh- I'm not saying they should, but I mean, apparently they've already had conversations. But at the end of the day, yeah, if if he can't get it done, they just they just need to find someone who can be a head coach. I think Freddie has called some okay offense, a bad offense. Defense has been okay, but at the end of the day, you just need a guy that can teach clock management, when to throw challenge flags. How to not get your team penalized a million times a game, and so far he's been shown that he can do hold on to the ball, shown that he can do absolutely none of those things, and it's frustrating every week to go and just get that little twinge of hope seeing some of those plays, and then seeing it constantly just chucked off the rails by stupid penalties and stupid turnovers and poor coaching and execution. Well, speaking of poor execution, we're going to get to the Cavs here in a second. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, the, the Cavs the Cavs got a dub, so. Hey, 
Hey, one whoa, and whoa, one. whoa. Yeah, I was going to say, the Cavs actually had great execution. Beat the Indiana Pacers uh, to open up Holy their uh, season at home. Love and Thompson, 13 boards each. Yeah, so if you look at it, they beat Indiana 110 to 99. Um, big opening ceremony for the team. Uh, some, um, you know, some 50th anniversary stuff. A nice tribute to former TV guy. Uh, Fred McLeod, who had uh, passed uh, during the off season, but the Cavs really showed up. I mean, Thompson, twenty five and thirteen, Love almost had a triple double, twenty one, thirteen and nine. Um, the two young guys, uh, Colin Sexton and uh, Darius Garland, or the Sexland backfield, <laughs> as they've been called, uh, only eleven of twenty six for thirty points, but certainly growing, making some big plays and. Uh, this gives you a little bit of hope so far. I have played better defense, haven't given up 100 points in either of the first two games. I know I'm going to be eating my words, you know, in a couple of weeks here probably, but so far I've looked okay. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. I mean, I, like I was saying, Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, I, you got 44 rebounds uh, overall on the game, 12 offensive rebounds. So, I mean, Cavs are at least having some longer possessions, I think, than we saw last year. This is what you want to see in a rebuild with a young team. Energy, playing defense. You're not you're not gonna win a lot of games, but as long as it's not I mean so far, it's early, but it seems like guys are buying in and to what honestly, they're trying to build. I mean, looking at a young team that might be rebuilding, very good to see a guy like Tristan Thompson mm-hmm. show up at twenty five and thirteen. Because one, he could be I mean, probably not a building block, but no maybe a uh trade bait pe- piece mm-hmm. being that it's his last year under contract could be a you know a good replacement if someone loses a big man sometime during the season uh so you know t- 25 and 13 is something that's great he's shown that he can you know play good defense in the playoffs and he uh hit his first career three-pointer so oh. there you go. maybe Tristan's figured out the deep ball. It didn't really look like it. I mean he's an energy guy so I think yeah definitely you get later in this year teams are trying to find uh you know, he'd be a great depth piece off the bench as a big guy yeah, for any you, of the contenders. And if you can get a draft pick, I mean, heck, yeah. maybe even a first rounder or something for a team that gets desperate, that could be huge. As, you know, the Cavs have shown, you know, you can get some of those late round draft picks and you can turn them into gold as a number of teams have done. Oh, yeah, definitely. Look at Golden State. Golden State's a whole different story right now. Uh, well, I meant like, yeah, right now. But uh, maybe not quite talking about gold, but talking about silvers and those uh, silver bullets of Ohio State. Yeah, I called it. Big Daddy called it. Uh, Oh, you know, it was close. Hey, I mean, like they said, Justin Fields played a one possession, you know, took a snap during one possession game, second half. Um, Based on the weather, first two and a half quarters went about exactly as you thought that that was going to be. It was a tight game. The big play is a touchdown at the end there to Olave to really make it 10 nothing. I think that was games. I mean, Wisconsin came out and scored after that. It was done. So uh, Chase Young, by the way, will win the Heisman Trophy. I'm calling it right now. What a man among, I'm not going to say boys, children. A man among toddlers. Six tackles, five tackles for a loss, four sacks, two sh- He was all over the place. Um, you know, and then once again, uh, you know, Fields 
167, two touchdowns, passing, one rushing. Um, you know, his numbers don't jump off the page, but you saw him extend play. I mean, he was throwing tacklers off himself, keeping the play alive. And then J.K. Dobbins, probably your number two Heisman guy right now, 20 carries for a buck 67. Um, best team in the country, bar none. Uh, we'll get to whether the voters uh, yeah, think about but, uh, that. Uh, uh, but certainly uh, have shown themselves to be certainly one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, undefeated. Got two cupcake games, uh, you know, coming up after the bye against Maryland. <laughs> Maryland and Rutgers. And Rutgers. Before finishing the season uh, at home against Penn State and then uh, at the at Notre Dame. The big house. going to take that ass beaten north. <laughs> hey, glad glad to see that uh, you're very realistic and not not supremely overconfident or anything like that. Uh, I'm an Ohio State fan, so I'm extremely overconfident. Are you telling me that you think that Michigan's going to beat Ohio yeah, State? Yeah, shut up. You don't. Notre Dame is trash. Well, you never know. You get some. Uh, you get some bad weather. You know where? Uh, oh yeah. You know where Michigan has beaten Ohio State, and this isn't anywhere on the field for the last twelve years, but. Uh, ESPN put out a college football 150, the greatest uh, uniforms. Coming in at number three is Michigan's winged helmets. The Buckeye stickers coming in at number eight. Just the- to read off some of the top ones they have, the uh, Golden Domers of Notre Dame, uh, Bear Bryant's hat, uh, just USC and LSU's jerseys, Penn State, Oklahoma, uh, Alabama, Oregon, and Texas. Oh, see, I thought these Ohio were. State. I thought this was a full uniform list. Like this was like iconic uniforms. Uh yeah, they have iconic uniforms, but then a couple of uh, rando, rando shit. parts like LSU. They just have the home white jersey. I mean, I'll give the Domers. I'll give the Golden Domers. I'll even. I'll even give you. I I don't agree. I'll give you the wing helmet, but silver bullets at least got to be top five. Come on. Scarlet and gray, nothing uh, more classic than that. More known than L.A., the, the USC red jerseys. Ugh, you mean those ugly... Yeah, are you kidding me? If we walked around the country, you can wear a USC jersey, I'll wear an Ohio State jersey. We'll see who more people... We'll, we'll go to Canada, and we'll see who more people recognize. Are you kidding me? Oh, you're playing a little football down there. Right? <laughs> a little football. No, hey, I think, uh, you guys hey. play that weird football where... Uh, <laughs> only 100 yards. Only 100 yards. <laughs> I th- I think uh, I think they at least deserve maybe like a top five. But. So I'm saying top five, yeah. Give me a little bit. Come on. Ah, you- we'll go top. Bear Bryant's seven, been maybe. dead for a while. Can we bury Whoa, the hat geez. with it? Oh like, my come goodness! On. <laughs> Woo! We bury Zach the hat. Take shots at Whoa. Bear Bryant. <laughs> no oh, Wayne Woodrow man. Hayes is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I don't. I don't You're remember him choking any players on the field. So, whoa, yeah, whoa! That kid was. Ah. First of all, that guy gets to say Woody Hayes choked. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> wow! He, did you hear this guy? Yeah. This is what this guy and his fantasies. God, jeez. <laughs> oh, we've got uh, we've got a crystal ball, crystal ball here that we need to uh, look into. Wait, we've got like a trifecta of days coming up that we've got. Hmm. The ninth game of the season for the Browns, Woo! the Bengals, Ugh. and the exactly. Cavs. <laughs> the Cavs. The Cavs. Cavs. All will be playing their ninth season, their ninth game their of ninth the season. season. Ninth <laughs> season. We're going way back. 
their ninth game of the season, and we are going to look at who is going to have the best record. Who can have the most wins, I guess? Cavs. So, Cavs. looking at it so far. Um, Wait, how many games do the Cavs have between now? Like, so what will that? That'll be eight, nine games. Duh, I'm yes. an idiot. Yeah. So, right now, looking <laughs> at it, the Bengals yeah. are 0 and 8. So, the best they could be is 1 and 8. So, probably not them. The oh, Browns no. are 2 and 5. Oh, Cavs. So, the best they could be is 4 and 5. Cavs are 1 and 1. So, they could be anywhere between 1 and 8 and 8 and 1. I'm going to say the Cavs. I, I mean, no doubt. Right? Yeah, I would. Have I to think make... it's going to be close between both Cleveland teams. I, mean, I think yeah. that's fair. I mean, the, yeah, the Bengals are even wins. in this. And what if I they think tie, the Cavs though? will be right around. Who? The Browns? The, the Browns and the Cavs. You can't like tie in the NBA. That's like impossible. No, I mean like their records. Oh, they what the if they tie? No, I think. What's the Cavs schedule look like coming up? Uh, so the Cavs play tomorrow in Milwaukee. Oh, J.J. Watt, by the way, breaking news, is done for the season. Whoa. Yeah. Pectorial. Yeah. He just tweeted, done for season. Well. Um, Sorry. That was like, no need, because you guys will be listening to this Monday, and you already know. But, but if, you don't, I mean, know, if you don't news, know, breaking news brought to you by and 30 I, Rack of Sports. I mean, it's J.J. Watt. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but sorry, taking guy, a look, but... they play uh, Bucks, Bulls, Pacers, Mavs, Celtics, yeah, yeah, Wizards, yeah. Wizards, Knicks, 76 <laughs> Yeah, it, there's no reason they won't have a better record. They literally just got to get to three wins. Uh, and yeah, with the true. Wizards and the Knicks, that's three wins. And, right. Uh, we need a, whoa. When they play the Pacers again. Yeah. Cavs, I mean, no question it'll be four Are and you five. taking the Brownies? Of course he's taking the Browns. Yes. I mean, realistically, it's a question of how much do you trust the ban- or the the Cavs. It's really up to the Cavs, like if they're gonna have a better record. I just um, don't see how. Having watched both of those games, uh, I don't know. They could beat teams by thirty, or they could lose by thirty. That is very true. All right, so I guess we're going Cavs. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, would I wanted say somebody. How about somebody grow a pair of balls on this show and start taking some hot take? Give me I some. said the Browns. I said uh, the Browns are gonna, gonna go, Browns? go four and five. Oh, okay. I don't think the Cavs taking the Bengals isn't a hot take. That's just I know you stupid. can't take mathematically... I didn't say you had to take that. You could have taken the Browns. Uh, I'll take yeah. the Browns. I, I, Browns four and five. Cavs three and six. Browns have these next two games. I'm gonna go in on him with this. I, all right, I what do see. I get when the what? What do you guys do when the Cavs have a better record? Well, I've, aren't we getting like matching butt cheek tattoos of the Cavs logo or something? Yeah. Is that oh, doing? dude, if you did, we we take a video of that. Yeah. I think I would want like the throwback though. Okay. Yeah. Well, I already have two of those, so we'll have to figure out what kind of logo. I already okay. have two Cavs butt cheek. I'll like get... one on each cheek or two on one cheek. Um, one <laughs> on the cheek, one kind of in between. Wow. Okay. Ooh. Wow. That's interesting. Um, interesting. We're we're gonna move on. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna move on. Uh, uh. So we got uh, the beer, thirteen below West Coast IPA. Um, I actually would like some more of it. So, Zach, I'm gonna have to ask you uh, pass that. Are you, are you sure you don't want me to pour it like your mom? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Be my bartender. Josh, Josh doesn't know how to pour beer, as we found out. He uh poured himself about six inches of head and spilt it on the table. A uh, little fumble ruski, kind of like the... Uh... Hey, this is the finest of Ikea tables. Please uh, do not sorry, damage yeah. it. Swedish. This is my uh, personal favorite every time I head down to 
13, but the only thing I partake in is the West, West Coast. Coast. It reminds me of my two years in California, yeah. And you were a Cali bro? I was a Cali bro. Hanging 10 and See me Valley. So steez. So steez. All right. All we, right, Josh. Uh, maybe let's move into a little bit of national news. Uh, I guess we do have some national news, Greg. I guess. Do you, you need the thing? There it is. Yeah. This sound means it's time for news. Does so it really? We're gonna do the news. All right. Pick up the first part of the news. We have the week ten. AP Top 25 was released uh, Sunday afternoon. So looking at it, four teams have received first place votes. Uh, the top three teams within eight points of each other. To give you an idea, you get uh, 25 points for a first place vote, 24 for a second, all the way down to one point for a 25th place vote. So LSU comes in at number one with 17 first place votes. Alabama has more first place votes, but comes in at number two. And then Ohio State also with 17 first place votes, number three. Clemson four, Penn State five, round off the top five. How is Clemson still getting seven first place votes? It is quite astounding, to be honest. Even if you gave Alabama, I'd be like, okay, fair. Yeah. Clemson hasn't lost yet. I don't know what to tell you. That's that's what we. I mean, that's what we were saying. Penn State hasn't lost either. But Clemson still. Clemson hasn't lost. Yeah, but they were the. I mean, Penn State was like seventeen. I know that's fair. That's fair. I just it's. it's, I don't know. I feel like it's just who do you you really think? At a certain point, I think I think I think they get recognized for having the longest active win streak in college football, and it's hard. I think it's hard for people to say. These guys haven't lost in a couple seasons. They're not the best team. They might not look like the best team this season, but the fact remains that they still have not lost. Have they looked good? I mean, better. No. They have looked better against nobodies who they pretty much played all year. Besides that point, though, I mean, fair. Um, do I think? Do I think if they played Ohio State, they that it would be a game? Maybe for the first half, but oh, not even. I mean, and 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 I usually would disagree and try and like calm you down a little bit on your Ohio State like number one First of all, best team. No one would even know that I'm an Ohio State fan. No bias whatsoever. What? <laughs> what was that? Oh. Excuse me. Moving on. Um, I think that so. First I one guess, they've got right. So I guess here's the real question. Um, obviously. These rankings matter, but not quite as much. We're getting close to the first college football playoff two rankings. Two more weeks? Yeah, I think uh, in the next week or two. Uh, and also in two weeks, we have the big LSU-Alabama. That'll game. be fun. I'm excited That'll for be that one. That, that's definitely probably... I mean, if it holds oh, right now, wait, that's number man. one versus number two. That's that'll two weekends? A, yeah, it's two weeks from now. Oh, that's my anniversary weekend, so I won't get to see that. But it'll be fun Ooh. reading about the next day. Oh, nah, LS- anyway. LSU, you agree with LSU? I'm saying top three. I've been saying, and I, I'll continue to say, that's fair. I, I'm okay any order of the top three. Yeah, I think opinion. LSU still has the most impressive Yeah, wins. they do. They have the three top I ten mean, wins. Yeah, they have, um, the, they have the Florida, 
the um i can get any of those three it's really the four spots interesting you know and man that oklahoma (laughs) yeah in manhattan yeah oklahoma dropping from number five looking to be right around that it's that defense though man i mean the offense wasn't sharp but that defense once again i knew big you can't trust the big 12 big 12 pac 12 just should not be in these conversations at all i mean it's really gonna be big 10 sec acc again SEC will get two schools, probably. I mean, most likely. Uh, well, I mean, Oregon's, Oregon's back in, and I agree. I believe the Big 12 has scored more recently than the uh, Big 10 in the college football playoff. I don't believe it's scored in the playoffs since 2014. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. Okay, fair enough. But I'm talking about defense. Defense, Greg. I mean, they only gave up, what, 48 points to Kansas State, so... Gave up, you know. They're still running like Bill Snyder's offense, which was like a wing T. Only gave up 213 rushing yards, so not too bad. I mean, I don't. It's every. It was, that's three consecutive weeks, though, where we've had a right top five team drop one. Yeah. An inexplicable loss, really. Yeah. An Ohio State like loss, you would say. Yeah, because you, <laughs> uh, you had Georgia. Or, uh, yeah, Georgia, Georgia losing two weeks ago to. South Carolina, you had Wisconsin. Wisconsin. He's now dropped two straight and is way down in the polls at number 18. They haven't lost two straight since, I think, 2015. Yeah, they lost to Illinois by on a last-second field goal, and then uh, Oklahoma loses to Kansas State. So now we're down to only five. That was a a beatdown a little bit, though. I mean, it's kind of back and forth, but multiple points. You know, K-State, I think, was up 20-plus. Yeah, K-State was up 17 late, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Oklahoma had a chance for an onside kick late, but uh, I don't know. I think they might have got that though. Uh, def- certainly an interesting guy. Uh, it was an interesting one. For for those of you that didn't watch, there was kind of a close play where they originally called it uh, Oklahoma ball, and then uh, went back on the replay, and it showed that. Well, it maybe showed according claim. according to the announcers, it showed that it clearly hit the knee of a uh, of an Oklahoma player. Before the ball went, well, they said yards. elbow, which is why I say that they got it wrong. So at this point, yeah, we're down to uh, five. Well, sorry, uh, six. No, no, actually, there are like eight undefeated teams. Yeah, the top five are undefeated, and then you also have Baylor, Minnesota, SMU, and App State. But a number of those have to play each other. So you wonder. Obviously, a number of these teams have to play each other. LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State, and then one of those teams would have to play Minnesota if they finished off undefeated. Mm. How many of these teams do you think finish off undefeated, Zach? Two. Two. I'm going to go – I'm going to go uh, – I'll go LSU, Ohio State. There's only two undefeated. No, wait, sorry. I'm not – I forgot Clemson plays in a trash conference. Three. I'll give Clemson undefeated because obviously that's a given. Yeah. What about App State? Uh, I don't. I don't go small schools like that. They'll they'll trip up at some point. You really think they're gonna go undefeated? I could see it. I'm not saying it's out of the realm, they're but App State. They're the king. They're they are the kings of doing the unbelievable. So uh, yeah, you never yeah, know. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, and SMU, they're gonna get beat by uh, if they make it. Uh, well, I guess they'd have to meet in the uh, conference championship game if they were to play the Bearcats. Yeah. UC. Uh, well, I was uh, thinking UC's not going to make it. They'll have to 
win all their games if they want the opportunity to play Cincinnati in that AAC uh, that, championship. That, that is true. I'll say, yeah, I'll say three. Won't say what three. I'll say there'll be three. Yeah, I think three will be one of them. State, pretty safe bet. Maybe one of the SEC teams, probably Clemson, and then one random team. I mean, I would you love know, to Ohio see Clemson drop one, but I just don't. Think that's possible. You think LSU takes a loss to Alabama? I yeah. I'll go LSU. It'd be interesting to see how. Here's healthy, why, uh, though. I just Nick to, uh, Nick Saban is. in big games versus uh, uh, versus Eddie O. Eddie O. Orgeron. I don't know. I I'm gonna go, I'm a bet man. If I was a bet man, I'm gonna go Nick Saban. That's just a safe bet. Go Tigers. All right. Welcome we'll, to Death Valley. We'll have our opponent's dreams I'm all for, come to I'm die. all for Joey Burrow from the seven four zero. Whooping some Bama ass. I'm all for it as a 7 4 0 guy myself, but I don't know. Well, we've got a World Series uh, currently happening as we are <laughs> recording this uh, this episode. I believe the Strohs have a 2 to nothing lead off an Alvarez homer. Um, so we'll, we'll Good to s- know you're. Hey, if you just happen to fall asleep before the game came on, maybe the nice, you know, 7 30 bedtime on a Sunday. We'll keep you updated. But uh, how are we, how we looking here? Because uh, we had all predicted uh, Strohs in five or six. I had Strohs in five, so that's Yeah, we happening. both had Strohs in six, and it looked like uh, we were all going to be dead wrong if you would have if we would have had a midweek podcast after the Nationals took two straight in Houston. But Houston's bounced back, taking the last two – the second two games, I guess, games three and four, and have a lead – Again, uh, the series goes 2-3-2, two, two, so now we're in the three games in Washington. So a chance to go up 3-2 to two with two more games at home. So could certainly be an interesting series and uh, would be quite the way for I think Nationals if, to go on their Houston back foot. If Houston takes it tonight, I think it's over in six. Yeah. I think if Houston takes it tonight, they were the favorite – Ash just had that long break. I just didn't know how they're going to come out. They got, came out and got two great pitching performances, and then Cole and Verlander just shrank in the spotlight, which is was shocking. I think I think they both showed some cracks there in the CS, but um, I don't know. I think they're yeah. The difficulty that you're going to have right now is, like you said, the two. I mean, obviously the uh, the Nationals kind of blew it open in Game Two, but had two great pitching performances by Scherzer and Strasburg. Scherzer did get scratched before the Game Five started due to some neck spasms, so that hurts. And uh, you know now they have to have Joe Ross start, and kind of affects their their pitching rotation. So you will get Strasburg, who's been great so far all playoff yeah, series. Yeah, been great but, in the postseason. You know, you got your um, backs against the wall going against Justin Verlander. It's a pretty tall task if they can't win this game tonight. This just reminds me of the the 16 series. Uh, Indians and Cubs. You know, Indians were big underdogs. Not quite the same as the Cubs got game one, but the Indians took two, you know, three, four, got up three, one. And just a tide turn. The, the depth of the Cubs came out. You know, it's a long series. Seven-game series, depth comes into play. I, I, that's right. I think we're seeing that turn. Yeah, and here. it's interesting to see, you know, I guess momentum kind of carries over, you know, game to game. Mm-hmm. But when you start to, you know, switch cities, it's almost like things start to reset. And, you know, Astros were able to get a really good pitching performance. 
finally get those couple of timely hits that they needed. And once you, I mean, once they started to take control, it looks like they might take three straight games. So it's amazing how quick things can turn, I guess, over the course of three days. Right. And I mean, if you look through all the games, I mean, as far as hits for each team, I mean, Houston's been hitting. It's just like you said, the timely hits. It was like Washington was getting those big hits. But I mean, Astros, I mean, let's see, starting, I mean, from game one, 10 hits, and they lost that. Game two, seven hits. But then, you know, you hit game three, seven hits. And then they've just been racking up hits, 13 hits, and then 11 hits. So. I mean, yeah, when you get that many hits, a few of them are going to be timely. Eventually, and they're going to fall put some in. points on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Runs. Because it wasn't like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. I didn't. I'm talking you about baseball I mean. runs. <laughs> some <laughs> runs on the board. But to go back to my point, once you start getting hits, the runs are going to come. You start hitting the ball hard, it's going to find gaps. You're going to get extra base hits. You're going to get everything, even though the ball might not be flying as far as some people are saying. Hits are hits, man. Touche. Should we move into uh, some NBA? No, we're going to move into the... Yes, we are going to move into the NBA. (laughs) I thought you were throwing a curveball. I know. I was like, oh, bringing something out. I I I started skipping segments. He reached into his pocket and had this crazy look in his (laughs) eye. He said, let's get it on. NBA tipped off. Uh, Yeah, we're only a couple games in here, but... Uh, any any thoughts, hot takes, mild takes, cold takes on the upcoming season? As we are now uh, I'm honestly excited. I think this will be. Uh, I don't know. That West is wide open. We got like six teams out there. Um, you know, it was nice to see Golden State get put in their place, and then yeah, they've lost two straight. And then by, Steve I Kerr, combined, Steve Kerr's points. like trying to pan everybody out. He's like, look, this is gonna continue to happen. <laughs> He's like, let's make no mistake. Um, yeah, I'm glad they're down finally, and all of their wishy-washy fans who will now go on to be, I guess, Lakers fans or Clippers fans now. Yeah. Hey, it's and, good to know now that they opened like the one billion dollar yeah, arena back Chase in Center. back in San Francisco. They, you know, they only lost by 28 today in Oklahoma City. Mm. So. Mm. Rough. Who's even in Oklahoma City anymore? <laughs> uh, Chris Paul and them boys. Uh, oh, also, I forgot Chris Paul. Princeton's right? own Darius Basley, the Baz man. Oh, buddy, is he? Yeah, he yeah. had that. He uh had the he did the uh hey hey hey. Yeah, the <laughs> old Kawhi Leonard. Hey, hey, hey. That's another thing. Poor Kawhi. Once again, he's a he's a meme, a, a gif for everybody. Because I mean, he's a robot, dude. Until he starts well, I showing feel bad real for him. That's why when emotion. they're like, "Hey, you should go out there and get get everybody pumped up," like, no, you're, he knows. Like, I'm so I, like social anxiety. Like, nah, bro. Yeah, like, give that to anybody like, else. I'm like, gonna be a meme. Yeah, people are gonna think I'm weird. <laughs> I mean, I think he's cool as shit. I, well, I so would never far, do that, you have but... the the laugh. You have the what to do, baby, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's trying. I hate. What do I say? What do I say? What do I say? I mean, I'm not making fun of him because that's how I would be. I'd be super awkward up there. That's what I mean. Like, you know yourself. Hey, the one thing that you you know out of him is that he's going to bring it every night. And so far, Clippers are two and one and 
look to potentially be the best team in the West. So I guess looking at early. That's without Paulie George, though. Yeah, without Paul George, still out till mid-November That's with scary. two shoulder surgeries. So taking a look, guys. Who do you think is going to take it this year? Clippers. Really? Clippers? Yeah, you know me. I play it safe. Clips uh, over who? Ooh, clips Oops. over. I'm going to go Jazz. You're talking about like in the Western, right? Or East, West. The whole thing? East, oh, West. Oh, you want the, the whole, whole thing? Shebang. Sorry, I, the East the is whatever. Uh, fine, I'll go, I'll go Clips over uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Uh, yeah. My bad. I thought you were just mean like the West because the East doesn't matter. But I, I don't, I don't know if I'm Excuse sold on you. the Clippers yet. I was, I was gonna think maybe Milwaukee could pull it off this year. Um, but yeah, the West, the West is super wide open. So I'm not. I, I'll say, I'll say Milwaukee Jazz. Milwaukee uh, Utah. Wow. Milwaukee, Mike Utah. Conley. Uh Oh, you're. I'm, you I'm going, going bold. Mitchell and all those guys. Oh. I'm going bold. Uh, oh, defensive player of the year over there. I mean, come on. They have a lot. They have, yeah, Gobert, the Stifle Tower. Hey, yeah. So. I, um, if it's wide open, who knows? I mean, no, that's fair. I am going to go, once again, defense wins championships. You have two of the best wing defenders in the league in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Mm-hmm. Pat Beverly mm-hmm. at the top. Mm-hmm. I think the Clippers win, but I think they win over the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, that was my second. You yeah, got it's going to be Embiid, Milwaukee. You got uh, Ben Simmons, if he can ever shoot a three, which is just an exciting thing to watch. <laughs> yeah. You look at that box score, you're like, is he going to hit a three? Is he going to do it today? Is he going to do it today? Hit one in the preseason against a uh, non-NBA team. So it's at least a start, but looks like Huge. he can hit him in practice. I just think he needs to just go out. It's going to be shoot. rough that first one he shoots and misses. Like That's just going to continue to like bear down on him. He just needs to go out in one game. And just start chucking them. So yeah, you get they, one if, in. if they get up by like thirty or something, no, just right off 30, the tip. Just, just right off the tip. What about uh, what about Kyrie in uh, Brooklyn? How 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 are we thinking that's going to pan out? That's okay. Try comes one. Back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't think they have enough. Um, no, they don't have enough there. Just have enough. Ju- I mean, right now they are in a battle at the end of overtime with the Memphis Grizzlies. So their only win so far is over the Knicks. So I just well, don't think they're going to have enough. I think. They could be a playoff team, maybe a home court playoff team. Anybody could be a playoff team in the East, yeah. Uh, yeah. The East has won some championships. It's not. It's I know not when good. LeBron was there. I know. <laughs> I mean, the loss, <laughs> the loss to the Timberwolves was. I mean, I, I think very uh, that uh, end of game one, Kyrie just right off right off the rim at the last second, couldn't get it to fall, and I think that's just kind of indicative that's of where, how yeah. it's kind of. It's you're right there, and you're going to need some things to fall your way this first year with this experiment, I think. And that's where he's at. Yeah, he's playing I mean, with house money this yeah. year. No one has major expectations. Get hell if you get out of the first round, you're good. Yeah, pack it up and go yeah. home. Yeah, I mean, if you team's going to look great, you got some young yeah. players that can develop, start to mesh, start to worry about a Kyrie gets his ear in the sun. Tarantula comes back. That's yeah, what, he, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what Kyrie needs. That's what he's been craving, Greg. It's just attention. He just wants attention. Yeah, and you know what him being the star player did? <laughs> Basically nothing when he was on the Celtics. They were better when he uh, was I'm hurt. so glad he yeah. imploded that. That was I mean, beautiful. I, I, yeah, I think, he's a sleeper self I think cast. if they can <laughs> stick around 
and everybody's healthy come postseason, then then maybe they can and they get out of the first round. Then yeah, who knows? Take your money and go. Home yeah, not till next for year. I don't year. Think. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we've got uh our worst. Uh, we've got a few worsts here. Our worst of the week. Uh, we last year was a a worst of uh what we do what we do our worst of a worst team visuals last yeah, year yeah worst team visuals now so, we've got the worst of the week college disappointments and there have been a lot of college football team disappointments as we've already stated whether it's this week or or the whole year uh you know as we mentioned three top five or a top five team losing. Three straight weeks going into this week. So, Zach, who are you going to put your verse of the week onto? I'm going to put on that Badgers. Just getting whooped. Um, no, I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, wait. Did uh, they lose to Ohio State? I don't they know they did, happened. yeah, in case you didn't know. Uh, Wisconsin. Or not Wisconsin. I just said that. No, Oklahoma, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, you go to Manhattan, can't sleepy. Manhattan, Kansas, and, and they slept walk through that entire game. Um, yeah, I think they're done. I think the Big 12 is done. They all but sealed that. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the worst of the week. It's the Oklahoma Sooners. Like, after, and they had the Sooner Schooner last week. That's out of commission. Oh, yeah. Uh, after the if wreck. you didn't see that video, they had a uh, they have their uh, Sooner Schooner, which is basically one of those old, like, Oregon Trail trailers that they have pulled by horses and uh took a little bit too quick of a turn and uh, got Um, flipped over yeah i think that was a sign of things to come like a nascar driver oh man that thing thing was shot out like that that thing was cooking man came around that turn hard (laughs) luckily like no one was seriously hurt Uh, Uh, the two that were on it when they when you see them fall and get back up they just look like, done. Then I mean, I would be if I just got launched off a wagon. Uh, so, my, Josh, speaking about getting launched off a wagon, uh, <laughs> what team season has kind of gotten launched off a wagon that you're going to mention? Um, launched off a wagon? I don't know about that. Um, it, it has been a bit of a wagon, as my, some might say, and, and I'm sticking in the Big Ten here. Um, but, like, it's kind of like Batman and Joker. You, you, like... They need each other, and it's and it's fun when they're both, you know, like doing battle. Ohio State and Michigan, just like, is it fun anymore? Oh, like, it's always it, fun. It's always fun, Josh. I'll promise you that. Like Mich- Michigan is my biggest disappointment because I-, I want Michigan to be like good a little bit, you know. So it's so I mean, it's fun. They whoop Notre Dame. They whoop Notre, but it's Notre Dame though. I mean. That's right. Two oh, schools. we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah well, we're, we're we're getting to that. Uh, I think we I think we might have a grumble grumbling about that later. But I mean, oh no, we'll get to it sooner than that. We had um the the overtime game against Army, and, uh, and like Army who just lost to San Jose freaking State, and you needed overtime against them. Spartans. That that yeah, that's also. Spartans are also well, San Jose State Spartans. <laughs> oh well, yes. Pretty much just the whole state of Michigan's been disappointing. Yeah. Spartans yes, have also trash. been disappointing. Oh, from San Jose I'll, State I'll wrap Michigan. them in. I'll trash. wrap them into this. Uh, their biggest disappointment is not only uh, yeah, just being awful on the field. 
Um, but also those uniforms that they wore though, with that lime green oh, shoulder. Oh, uh, yeah, those are great. Those are the worst uniforms that's exactly that I have when, ever seen. That's in what I imagine Mark D'Antonio thinks is cool. He's like, we got to. We gotta get cool with the young kids. They're like, oh, what about these lime green? You know what? That's the definition of really candy ash uniforms. Exactly. Oregon win. Oregon wears them. You know, a lot of those. Michigan a lot State of those bigger teams them. wear them. Can't win a big game in candy ash uniforms. Nope. That's been shown time and time again. Nope. Nuh-uh. Who wins the championships? Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, USC. Just Wait. teams that just wear their. Said Ohio State. Oh yeah, yeah, buddy. Just teams that have that solid, regular look. When you start getting candy, when you start getting cutesy, you almost lose to Indiana and then get blown out by Penn State. But speaking of a team that does have uh, the uniforms that you think of, you know, the uh, timeless uniforms, my worst of the week would be the team that lost to Michigan by 31 points. Mine will be the Golden Domers themselves, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So just looking over the course of their season so far, they were a top 10 team for a while. I, up until this week, you know, they were a top 10 team. Lost the game to Georgia, who you thought was a decent team. But then right after that, Georgia gets beat by a crappy South Carolina team. And then they come out in a game that was basically a pick I would know for one reason or another. <laughs> Then can't get believe you just straight that. up shellacked by Michigan at home. And you just got to wonder, these, I mean, you talk about Harbaugh not showing up in the big games. I know Brian Kelly has had some undefeated seasons, but almost lost to USC, haven't looked great this season, and uh, a huge loss here. And that seems to be a Brian Kelly special is just getting their butt whooped in big games. How? What's his leash like? That's, Everybody keeps talking about Harbaugh. I, I haven't heard anything. Everybody keeps talking about Harbaugh. Is Notre Dame finally realizing this is what you are? You're an independent 9-3, and 10-2 and two team at best? Because that's what they are. I hope they realize that. I mean, well, no, they're, they'll occasionally work their easy schedule into, uh, into yeah. a 12-0 season and get their butt kicked in the Yeah, occasionally. In the playoff. But they're not... It, they're smart they would keep Brian Kelly, but I'm curious what that leash is. That's a pretty long leash. He's been there a while. Eight years? Nine years? He's been there since 2000. Well, nine. the end of the 2009 season. So, yeah, it's so been his 10th season. Years. Yeah. You got a, an ass whooping in the national championship game. To show yeah, an it. ass whooping in the national championship, an ass whooping in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. And so far, a couple of undefeated regular seasons, but not exactly what you're looking for as a well, top-flight institution as far as well, Notre like, Dame thinks they are. Well, it's, uh, it's the scheduling, too. I mean, uh, like, you, you've got New Mexico. They beat 66-14. to 14. You've got Bowling Green, 52-0. to zero. Shout out Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> you've got uh, Virginia Tech coming up next. You had USC, and you're going to finish with uh, Navy, Boston College, and Stanford. How do you even get people to go watch these like, games? That's, that's that's seven. They should join a conference. I missed well, one. Yeah. I missed one. Duke. Well, yeah, um, and that's the that's the problem. How dare you, Josh? They they have two things. To, well, they really have three things. They have the a million different rivalry games, and they keep up the though Navy's been a decent team. They keep up those, but they don't keep up the Michigan ones and some of them. So they play, you know, Navy, Stanford, USC every year. 
then they're sort of kind of in the ACC where they don't get credit for anything like a conference championship, but still play a couple of those low-level teams, really, because the ACC has not been good at all this year. Mm -hmm. And then when you have opportunities in other spots, I understand you want all the home games you can get, but you got to schedule better than New Mexico and Bowling Green. I mean, I like I don't understand how I, I think we've gone off onto like a Notre Dame tangent now. Oh yeah, but, I'm all set. I, you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in on it. But I mean, you have these twelve games here. You've got seven of them that you're fit. Your last seven. Here's your last seven. USC. Then you had Wagon. the game. Then you had the game against Michigan. Big mm-hmm. game. Then you go Virginia Tech, Duke, terrible, terrible, Navy. Boston College and Stanford. That's the end of your schedule. And then you've got, you know, you've got schedules like even Michigan like is playing one of the toughest schedules out there, I think, yeah. as is Ohio State. You, you know, that's what being in a how, conference will get you. How do you like how do you like you said, how do you even go to the games? Yeah, I mean, how do you sell tickets? They need to be in a conference and they want uh, they're greedy Catholics. They want to fight it. You need to be in a conference and they're toying with this weird ACC menagerie that they're doing. No, join the Big Ten where you belong. It makes sense. But stop the dance. All right. No, like that would be fun. That would be awesome. That would be. I, but they I, yeah. basically said they will not join the Big Ten. They'll join the ACC. How lame is that to see Notre Dame in November? They're like in the ACC. They're playing like North Carolina. You're talking to, you're talking to a team. Louisville. Come on. Syracuse. All those prestigious entities. They ruin everything for everybody. I mean, you're talking to a team sense. that's that, that, that's the end of their schedule right there. I mean, I just. Instead, that could be like Penn State. Exactly. So that's Ohio what I'm saying. State. Exciting game. You know, Even Ohio- Indiana Notre Dame would be more exciting in Boston College. In yeah, and they could My just God. they could just drop off some dead weight like uh, Rutgers or something. Right. Exactly. Find a find a really good seat, you know, spot. And I think honestly, Rutgers uh, could join the ACC. Then might yeah. bump a little. But I don't know. <laughs> it, that that all makes sense. Oh. I, you know what they I really feel need? Like we're not crazy here. Oh no, no. You know what they really need? They need a new league. And speaking of new leagues, oh, dude, this guy just did a segue. Oh, wow. We have the new football league that I'm sure everyone is just on the edge of their seats about. The XFL is back for the 2020 season. Vince McMahon and them boys. So we're going to do a quick segment where we pick our XFL teams to uh, cheer for because none of them currently reside in Ohio, just to give you a I'm quick update. I'm shocked there was not a Chicago team, by the way. I am surprised. Utterly shocked. It's a third no... biggest media market. Um, the other thing is, for those of you that don't know, the season starts in, like, February and goes through April. So, I mean, I guess you're still playing, you know, games in Seattle and uh, New York and whatnot in February. But just to give you a quick rundown of the teams, you got the Dallas Renegades, the D.C. Defenders, the Houston Roughnecks, the Los Angeles Wildcats, probably the worst name so far. The New York Guardians, the Seattle Dragons, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Vipers. Ooh. So we're gonna take a quick look at what team we're gonna support. We'd love to hear what team you're gonna su- support, whether it's by logo, 
favorite player, players from your favorite college that are on the team. Josh or uh, Zach, do any of those uh, fit with you? Oh, Maybe yeah. a certain favorite college player. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with my DCD, DC Defenders. Um, yeah. First of all, coached by Pep Hamilton, ex Cleveland Brown, Pepe. coach, former. <laughs> Offensive coordinator under... Um, uh, obviously, due to 12-gauge, Cardale Jones, national championship winning quarterback. But we got we got a few other Buckeyes on there. Uh, we got Tracy, big man Sprinkle, uh, Duran. Oh, man. That's embarrassing. Oh, no, you can't do this. Duran Grant, sorry. <laughs> uh, and a few other Buckeyes. So I'm going that. Plus, it makes, like, again, there's not a team in Chicago. Insane, right? Like, that's geographically like the closest team to us i think uh if you're gonna st. go louis, mid- i think st louis oh there is, is closer, a team yeah. in st louis well uh, st louis is trash so yeah i'm gonna go with the dc that was a that was a petty like sorry you lost the rams <laughs> yeah and they played the rams the, old yeah. stadium here's they the battle the are they uh, oh they're playing the dome yeah the, the dome at america Center. let's let's show it st louis show show that pride man sell that place out because dc is playing at the audi center which is where dc united plays so getting some san diego charger chargers like situation or los angeles chargers i apologize what where the uh, opposing team fills up the stadium is that exactly what you're <laughs> probably josh what about you any uh any teams uh spark joy within your soul uh there's a little place down in the meadowlands outside of new york city ba, 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 na, na. It's called uh, MetLife Stadium, and that will be the home of a third football team now, the New York Guardians. They're putting them in MetLife? They're putting them in MetLife. It's expected to be the largest crowd of the XFL. It is uh, the largest stadium by a good you know, 10,000 at least. Uh, I, I'm excited for the Guardians. Uh, the, I think, best logo I know, Greg, you had your eye on the Guardians. I'm sorry I took it from you, but it's all right. uh, that, that is a pretty, uh, pretty sweet logo for the Guardians that they have going. Um, and uh, they've got uh, an uh, okay quarterback, I think, that uh, we could work with here, uh, Matt McGloin. Yikes, former Yikes, uh, Raiders, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, isn't that a Penn State? great matt mcgloin that is the same the The same same matt mcgloin here uh yeah 11 touchdowns in his five nfl seasons what's the interception um i we won't talk about the interceptions um i actually do not have it listed um interesting i'm sure there are a few (laughs) um but yeah i'm going with the guardians i think they'll uh i think they'll do you know okay we'll see i mean very early predictions here, and we haven't even started practicing with these teams yet, so who knows. But uh, Guardians are going to be built big on offense, and uh, speed on defense is going to be the name of the game. So we'll see how it plans out. I like it on paper. Guardians. On paper. Wait, right. where? Oh, New York. Right. So I've gone back and forth on this. Aren't, like, defenders and guardians the same thing, though? Let's not, I know let's the Guardians. Not, let's not split hairs. <laughs> <laughs> The defenders have more of the shield logo, that, where the guardians have fair. more of the gargoyles, gargoyling. Uh, it should have been the gargoyle. Oh man, like the XFL missed out on so many great names. By the way, LA Wildcats is just anyway. McBuckets, what are you going with? So right now, 
Uh, no, have, no, no, not right now. Who, who? I've got two teams that I've been no. going back and forth on. No, this is the There's best. eight but teams. You've got a stranglehold. You've got a stranglehold on twenty five percent of but, the league. But I have to go with Cleveland Browns great and hard knock star Brogan Robeck as he leads your St. Louis Battlehawks to the championship. Also coached by former Bengals tight ends coach Jonathan Hayes. Have a stacked roster. I know a few of these guys. <laughs> That's saying so if you only know a few. <laughs> so we're going to hope for the best. All in on former Browns get great Brogan Robeck. First off. Not a great St. Louis. Uh, not a big St. Louis guy, but great. Brogan, I'll take the Battlehawks. Great name. Brogan Robeck. Great name. That is ah, name. Broby, as they call uh, it. Yeah. Broby. Steez to the max. So steez. So, so steez. Playing at the Dome in America Center. I mean, damn. The Dome gets loud. All what right. Is it? So, we, uh, man, it's, it's, it's time to uh, start wrapping up. I, uh, uh, we've got some zingers, grumbles. Are we sure we don't want to do a full three-hour breakdown of the XFL rosters? We could do a full uh, three-hour breakdown. We could stick around. We could Joe Rogan this and you know, God. spend a whole day. I'm not, like, MDMA I'm not like Joe Rogan, though. Breakdown. I have a day job in the morning. Yeah, right. So, yeah, if I was, sure, yeah. Let's, let's kick it around for four more hours. All right, so who wants to uh, go first here on our zingers or grumbles? You want me? I, I got something serious. All right, so I'll, I'll go first, maybe a little bit more lighthearted. I don't know if... Stuff off there, big guy. Thank you, sir. Any of you guys saw the end of the Duke-UNC football game yesterday? No, I did not. So at the end of the game, Duke is down 20-17 to 17 against UNC. UNC, three-point favorites, so... Anything Duke could do, chance for a field goal to tie it or a touchdown to win it. Third and goal from the one, they run a jump pass by the running back, slow developing, gets hit, throws the ball directly to the UNC guy, picked off, 20 seconds left. Anybody that had Duke, hearts ripped out at the end. Disgusting. Did you put money... On this game, is this why <laughs> this is your grumble? Hey. Did you lose money? Hey. Don't you worry. Intervention. <laughs> You're not my supervisor. Greg, this all isn't saying... your platform to take out your betting anger, all right? Hey, for all of us Duke guys, whether it was for one game or for a lifetime, disappointed. David Cutcliffe, apparently the quarterback whisperer, certainly not the running back throwing whisperer, as he got hit. Threw the ball directly to the other team. Blew it for us betters of America. Rough. That is rough. That, that's pretty brutal, I might say. That's sad. That's your your, your of, life is just sad. That's, worthy, that's, that's gambling grumbling right there. Gambling and grumbling. Gambling and grumbling. With Gregory. Gregory. Um, uh, do you want me to go? I know you got, you got a whole thing. So oh, I'll yeah. go. I'll do the whole thing. All right. All right. Ready for a Zach monologue here? Yeah, here we go. Uh, set, set I mean, on. that's pretty much this entire podcast. Put your seat, put your, your seatbelts on. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at um, all times. Here I'm going to talk about something a little serious here. It's not normal, but 
I want to talk about a situation that occurred in Major League Baseball, more specifically after the uh, American League Championship Series. The situation, once again, underscores the Major League Baseball's tone deafness and inability to handle issues of any importance, much less domestic violence. Um, for those who may not be aware, on October 19th, after Game 6 of the ALCS, which the Astros won, champagne popping, everybody's celebrating, Brandon Taubman, 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 the, the assistant general manager of the Astros, turned to a group of female reporters, including one wearing a purple domestic violence bracelet, and repeatedly yelled, thank God we got Ozuna. I'm so effing glad we got Ozuna. For those who don't know, Ozuna last season served a 75-game suspension stemming from a domestic violence accusation. Charges were not filed as the, I think it was his baby mama, uh, she did not want to cooperate. She went back home. She refused to cooperate with the investigation. So the Astros took a waiver. Cheap. They signed him. Or I think it was a trade. They traded for him. Yeah, it was him. a cheap trade. It was a very up. cheap trade for him. Obviously, they have gotten some negative publicity, hence why he was cheap. Because for the negative, Ozuna is a great pitcher. Um, but it comes with the territory. Ultimately, what is puzzling, I guess, to me and scary about this is Talman was in no way asked about Ozuna or even questions by the reporters who were observing. Honestly, he was the least valuable player of that entire series. Um, I can't wrap my head around this. Just the pure toxic masculinity that permeates those actions. Um, he should have been fired on the spot I'd, or within 24 hours, right? Um, I've been inside MLB clubhouses. Anybody who's taken tours, they're not big. He's shouting this while everybody's there. Um, in the aftermath, though, SI, which one of the reporters was part of, released an article on the situation. And the Astros, in the aftermath, called the initial report um, misleading and completely irresponsible and accused Sports Illustrated of trying to fabricate a story. After more scrutiny, and then they finally are forced to actually investigate, everybody corroborates this story he's finally fired on october 24th that's too long too long um jeff lunho the astros gm when asked if he had reached out to these reporters afterwards stated he hasn't had time and all the while stephanie Epstein, the reporter who broke the story is sitting right there in front of him while he is on the die um and then you know the, the team and major league baseball once again released a very blanket statement um I don't know. Overall, I feel as a baseball fan and one of the few millennials, I think we're a handful of millennials who are fans, deeply fans of the game. Um, it's embarrassing. I would like to apologize to Major League Baseball because they refused, basically, to not release any statement, which is unheard of. And as much as everybody wants to complain about the NFL's complete mishandling of these, at least they try to be like, hey, this is serious. None of this was serious. Lunho, the GM of the Astros, was very combative during that whole time. And basically, at one point, when asked about why he's upset, he's, and he basically said, well, when you had to fire someone who I was close with as I was, it's been a really hard day. <laughs> How inappropriate, right? I don't know. That's, that's what I, like, I think, like, when you said it's, like, confusing. Because, and like you said, like, if you've ever been, like, taken a tour at a stadium or been in a clubhouse or even, like, seen on TV, you can see in the clubhouse yeah. after when they have those champagne showers. 
Fantastic. Not, not, not a big, big. room. Like, no. So, and you're, and when you're going to the World Series, it's not just the players down there. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, the assistant uh, GM was down there. And, All you know, front office. Yeah, front office is going to be down News there. You're reporters. on your way to the World Series. Yeah. You're going to be celebrating. So, it's it's disturbing to me that everyone kind of most likely saw that and heard that and didn't say anything and then were like you said so combative about it everybody was so combative about right. it right and it's like you were definitely there right i guess my last half of this is i i don't want to hear any more about major league baseball time about it's the games are too long that's why we don't have fans sure that's a little bit of it but it's once again any social issue that comes to baseball i mean the over half the U.S. population is female. The fastest-growing sports fan segment are females. And once again, it's it's a very inclusive. That's what happens when all you have are a bunch of rich, white, old men who are completely out of touch. That's why the NBA does better. That's why the NFL does better. Rob Manfred, just embarrassing. He didn't say anything at all. Really. So just to take a, a quick look back kind of on the situation, I think he did a, a real good job explaining a lot of it. Um, so Lunho and then Taubman, we're both Wall Street guys. So mm-hmm. one of their thoughts with picking up Ozuna was, you know, like you would find, you know, a damaged good or damaged mm-hmm. stock that might still have value that you can grow. And the problem is you, they're taking it. And like a lot of things in baseball, they're taking it from a very strictly analytical mm-hmm. approach, not exactly taking it to the human emotion, but then that starts to spill in because one of the reasons why Taubman went after some of those reporters is they've written they they wrote some very scathing articles about why you would do this, and at that point it's just him trying to say, hey, I was right, even though Ozuna had just blown the, <laughs> had just yeah had just blown the uh, the save in the game. I will say the the one thing that saves the Astros, and I think it can even show what had kind of happened is you get these people at the top that are so tone deaf. Even the players knew it was wrong. I know there was a report by ESPN chef passing about it where several players reached out to him saying they were embarrassed. The manager came out and said, Hey, I want to make sure everybody feels comfortable in my clubhouse, whether you're a reporter or just a worker or a player or anything else. So to just see something like that, where you're gloating and you're just trying to make yourself feel right and kind of overstepping these issues. It really shows that, when you're in a business, yes, baseball is full of analytics and everything else. But at the end of the day, it's people. It's getting people to watch the games. It's getting people to do what you need to do. And it's you've a, seen that. Well, that's it's a brain. That's what baseball is. That's what yeah. baseball has always been since baseball was created. It's about the people. It's about that's why we say it's our pastime. It's right. about enjoying the moments, the people, the atmosphere. And when you create that type of atmosphere to where it takes days right. of combative investigating. When everyone saw that kind of terrible situation happen, yeah, I, it's very disturbing the way Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball is always a decade to two decades way, behind everything. The way Manfred's handled uh, multiple situation, social issues this year has just been terrible. Ter- terrible. We could go through the netting. I mean, uh, even the, as yeah. an Indians fan, we could talk about Chief Wall. I mean... <laughs> Everything they do is just, I don't want to hear it anymore. Ten it's, years, it's on you. Ten steps too slow and ten years yeah, too late. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, thank you, Eswanda.
Uh, it was very, very good. Very well I mean, said. Hey. Yeah, very it was well said. said, and I think it's an important issue because mm-hmm. as a sports show and as anything else, you know, if it's a big enough issue, it's, it's got to be talked about, whether yeah. whether you want to keep it light and fun or, or anything else. But uh, find us, the podcast. Most places the podcasts are found. Uh, Podbean, Spotify, now on iTunes. Yes, we are Leave us a uh, five-star Greg already uh, left the five Great and review. Friends, Someone so. already told me that I had really great uh, hair. That was so Greg. That. Everybody have a good night. Greg Peace. does have great hair. Uh, he does. Thank you. 30 Rack of Sports at 30 Rack Podcast on social media. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode.